Hi, this is Tim, and welcome to another episode of Talks with Tim, or at least that's what Jake Hall over on LinkedIn wants to call it. And for that entry, he is in the running for a PLC Tools SIM-ALP2 analog simulator. Some quick details on that. Between now and the ninth episode, we are going to be taking submissions for what you think we ought to name this podcast, and then we're going to put the best entries out for a vote. And on the 10th episode, we are going to award an analog simulator to the winner and give some other exciting details. But today we're going to talk about binary numbers. And this one I need a lot of feedback on because I really want to show you some props with some line circles and arrows and everything to explain this. But can I describe clearly binary numbers over a podcast? So in this one, I'm not going to show you anything. I am going to describe what I'm drawing on a piece of paper so you can follow me along. Give me your feedback on this. Tell me what I can do better or whether this was helpful because this is going to kind of help us determine, one, what we can do with the podcast and whether they're worthwhile for some of the more in-depth topics. So if you've been in any programming industry for very long, you have probably seen the saying, there's 10 types of people in the world. Those who understand binary, and those who don't. In fact, oh, we have a t-shirt that says that. Nah, I should have worn that t-shirt today, but I didn't. Okay, well, it's a podcast, you can't see it, but I'll put a link in the description where you can see the t-shirt. But what does it actually mean? And that's what we're gonna talk about today. And we're actually gonna start by talking about the base 10 numbering system, because I find a lot of people don't fully understand it, even though obviously it's what we use every day. But if I tell you that, yeah, we use a base 10 numbered system and I ask you, what are the 10 numbers? Chances are you're going to say 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. But that's not actually the numbers. Amber, I, I drove her insane when the kids were like in kindergarten, first grade, because they'd come home and tell me they knew how to count now. And that's what they would do is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. And I'd ask them, well, where's the zero at? And they would look completely stumped. Now, you could actually go on a fascinating rabbit trail about the number zero, because it's fascinating that it really it didn't exist for a long time. And in a lot of societies, it hasn't existed until real modern times. I mean, we're talking like in you know Greek times, there was nothing to represent zero. In fact, uh, you know, no, I have not done a lot of research on this. I just did some quick looking, but Aristotle even dismissed zero because you couldn't divide by it. So it must not have a lot of meaning, but it has a lot of meaning and it has an important meaning if we're trying to understand how to convert between binary, decimal and things like that. So in a base 10 numbering system, the numbers are zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine. That zero has a lot of power in understanding this. Now let's go old school and do some basic addition in the base 10 system. So I'm gonna describe what I'm doing and you can follow along or maybe you can visualize it. I'm gonna write the number seven and then right beneath it, I'm gonna write the number three. And then to the left of the three, I'm gonna put a plus sign. 
And then I'm gonna draw a line underneath the plus and the three. And this should look like a very elementary school math equation of seven plus three, which everybody's probably thinking, well, yeah, Tim, that's 10. But okay, let's, let's actually slow down a little bit and let's break this down. Because if we're in a base 10 numbering system, then we only have numbers zero through nine. And so seven plus three is gonna make us roll over from a nine back to a zero. And when we roll over, just, just imagine those old school odometers, like before we had digital odometers, you know how the, you know, they kind of roll around and okay, we get to nine and then the odometer rolls around to zero and as it does, it drags that 10th place up to a one. And that's how we actually get to 10. Well, that's what we're gonna do here is we're gonna roll over and we are gonna end up with that zero that we're gonna put beneath the three and then that rollover, or we may call it a carryover, is gonna be that one. And we'll put it kind of above and to the left of the seven. And now we're gonna be back to that power of zero that I can't stress enough that we need to teach more of, is to the left of that seven, there is an invisible zero. And to the left of that three, which probably your plus sign's kind of in the way, or at least mine is if you made it really neat, there's also an invisible zero because we can have a gazillion zeros to the left of a number and it's not gonna change its value. But now we have one plus zero plus zero is gonna equal one. And yes, I just took a really insanely long way around to come up with seven plus three equals 10. But let's do it one more time. Let's write an eight. And then underneath it, I'm going to put a five. Then to the left of the five, I'm going to put a plus sign. And then I'm going to draw a line underneath the plus sign and the five. Looks like old school, eight plus five. Eight plus five, you're probably like, I can do that in my head, it's 13. But again, let's just slow down a little bit. Because eight plus five, yeah, we're gonna roll over. We're gonna put that one over there, but actually eight plus five is three with one rolled over or carried over, whichever one you like. And then we have those invisible zeros again. We have a zero beside the eight and we have a zero beside of the five. I'm sorry, to the left of both of those. And one plus zero plus zero is going to equal one. And one, three or 13 is our answer. Now let's talk about binary or a base two numbering system. In this case, we have two options and they're not one and two. They are zero and one. This concept is pretty easy for most people to get because it's very similar to a discrete input or output on a PLC or any flag that's kind of go, no go. You have zero or you have one. You have true or you have false. So based off of that, really easily, we can represent zero because that's zero. And we can represent one because that is one. But now let's add one binary plus one binary. So on my sheet of paper, I'm gonna write a one and I'm gonna put a B just to represent that it's binary. And then below it, I'm gonna put another one B. 
Then to the left of the lower 1B, I'm going to put a plus sign. And then I'm going to put a line underneath the plus 1B. Similar to our old school math, but now it's one binary plus one binary. Now let's visualize that old school odometer. But now instead of us having zero through nine on our little dial that's turning on the odometer, we only have zero and one. So if we go above that one, we have to carry the number over to the next column. So one plus one, all right, that is gonna roll over and we're gonna end up with zero. And we're gonna carry over our one. And no matter what numbering system you're in, you can have a gazillion zeros to the left. I shouldn't say whatever number system you're in because somebody's gonna call me out on that. In most numbering systems, you can have a gazillion zeros to the left. So we have an invisible zero to the left of our one in both columns. And now one plus zero plus zero equals one. And our answer is one zero binary. Now mentally, if we're thinking base 10, because usually when you look at numbers you are, you're gonna say 10. It's not actually 10, it is one zero in binary. So one plus one binary equals one zero in binary. And that's how we come up with the concept of there's 10 types of people in the world, those who understand binary and those who don't. Now let's take it a step further though, so that we can actually begin to understand more than just what the t-shirt means. Is let's just randomly write down another number. Now we're in binary, so our number can only consist of zeros and ones. And I'm gonna write down one, zero, zero, one, one. And then beneath it, I am going to write one, one, zero, one, zero. And to the left of that number that's written, I'm gonna put a plus sign and I'm gonna draw a line underneath it. So you should end up with one, zero, zero, one, one, plus one, one, zero, one, zero. All right, let's do the math. And again, you gotta remember you're in binary. So your numbering system, you only have a zero and one, and after that, you gotta roll over to the next digit. So one plus zero will be one. That was pretty easy. So now we have one plus one. All right, well, we rolled over with that. So our answer is zero, and we're gonna carry over a one. Next, we'll have that one that we just carried over, plus zero plus zero equals one. Next, we have zero plus one, which will be one. And finally, we have one plus one, which is gonna be zero if one carried over. And then we have an invisible zero to the left of both of our ones at the beginning of those numbers. And then one plus zero plus zero equals one. That's a lot of ones and zeros. And so now I need to go on a quick rabbit trail with instructors and say that you should not 
have your students do any more than what I have just done on paper to understand binary. Because now we're going to use the Windows calculator to start to understand what this means and how we can relate what we're seeing in these ones and zeros to one base 10 and also how we can manipulate them in our Windows calculator. So open up your calculator and by default, if you look in the top left of your calculator, you're going to see it says standard. If you hit the dash 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 to the left of that standard, then we also have a programmer calculator. And that's going to give us some really cool programming features. And you'll see that in addition to our normal zero that's showing whatever our calculation answer was, below it we have hex, des, oct, and binary. And that's hexadecimal, decimal, octal, and binary. And you can highlight them. So click on the hex now. You're going to see a blue vertical line to the left of the hex. Or we can select decimal. And now the blue line moves. Octal, blue line moves to it. And finally, binary. And the blue line moves to it. And also notice, like when you just selected binary, all the numbers went away except for zero and one. And if you go back up to octal, then you only have zero through seven because that's all the numbers that there is in the octal numbering system. Decimal, you have zero through nine. You know, and that's kind of the funny thing. As much issue as I have getting people to understand the concept of zero with a base 10 system, if you look on a calculator, there's only zero through nine. There's not a 10 button. And finally, if we go to hex, you notice on the left side, beside your numeric numbers you're used to, you have A through F because that is part of the hexadecimal numbering system, which probably we should cover in another podcast. But for now, let's highlight bin or binary that gets us back down there and let's type our number in so we had one zero zero one one and then let's hit the plus sign just like our equation says and then let's type in one one zero one zero and hit the equals key and you're gonna come up with the exact same answer I just came up with, one, zero, one, one, zero, one. Also, one of the best features of the Windows Calculator in programming mode is if we look up now, we can see that this decimal value is 45. Now let's take this down a little bit more of a rabbit hole. Is let's go back, let's, let's in fact, just hit your escape key. So you got zeros again. Make sure you have binary highlighted and enter that first value again, one, zero, zero, one, one. And look, that decimal number is 19. Just write it down somewhere to the right of that number. And then let's do the other number. So hit the escape key to zero everything out and enter it, one, one, zero, one, zero. And in decimal, that's going to be 26. And now let's highlight decimal. Or you could go to your standard calculator and type 19 plus 26. And that's going to equal that same 45 that we saw in that decimal value. So doing math, in decimal or hex or octal or binary 
we'll end up coming up with the exact same number. Okay, now let's talk a little about binary to decimal conversions. And for this, I've got my paper, what do you call it, hallways? What is that? Portrait? I've got it portrait. And I'm going to write down the left column. I'm going to write at the top left, I'm going to write zero. And then directly below it, I'm going to write one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen. And this will be a sixteen bit value. So we already know that our first position, our position zero, we can represent zero or one. So it has a value of one. So beside of that zero at the top, to the right of it, I'm gonna put equals one. And we've already figured out that the one position or one zero in binary equals two. So I'm gonna put equals two beside of that one. Now, let's use our programmer calculator just to get a reality check on what might be the value of position two of binary. So if we click on our binary and enter one zero zero, then we can look up at our decimal value and it's gonna be four. Then we have the third position. Well, let's go ahead and escape to clear out what we have in our calculator and put in one zero zero zero. And now our decimal value is equal to eight. And hopefully now you're starting to see a pattern. The zero position is gonna be a value of one. The one position, two. Two position, four. Three position, eight. So they double each time. So the four position is gonna be 16. The five position is gonna be 32. The six position is gonna be 64. The seven position is gonna be 128. The eight position is gonna be 256. The nine position is gonna be 512. The 10 position is gonna be 1024. The 11 position is gonna be 2048. The 12 position is gonna be 4096. The 13 position is gonna be 8192. The 14 position is going to be 16,384. Now let's pause on that 15 position. We're going to come back to it. Also on another rabbit trail about my kids. You know my kids can actually do this. I've had them doing binary since they were like six years old and they didn't realize it. But as soon as they, their minds could almost do some multiplication, I would be like, well, what happens if we double one? And they'd be like, two. What happens if they double two? They'd be like, four. Names of the double four, be like eight. And yeah, they could be real if they would think really hard, they could be like 16,384. So even today, I could ask them to multiply through this really fast and it's it's just ingrained in their memory. So this these are numbers that probably you should become familiar with. But okay, now we have the values of them. So let's go back to our previous sheet and look at it. So I'm going to actually, I'm going to set a sheet aside that I just wrote all those on so I can refer back to it easily. And our first value, which we know now was 19, but it was 
in binary one zero zero one one. Now when you're looking at binary, the zero position is that right hand one. So directly below it, I'm gonna put the value off my cheat sheet. So we have five positions. The far right one, the value will be one. The next one to the left will be two. The next one will be four. The next one will be eight. And finally, we're gonna have 16. And I'm gonna put a line underneath it, but we're not actually gonna do any addition here. Because we're going to do multiplication down these. So working off of the right side, 1 times 1 is going to be 1. I'm going to put a really small plus sign to the left of that 1 and go to the next column. We have 1 times 2, and that's going to be 2. And then I'm put another little small plus sign. Next column, we have 0 times 4, and I'll put another little plus sign. And then we have, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't put, tell you the answer. Zero times four is going to be zero. And a little plus sign. And then zero times eight is going to be zero. And finally, we have one times 16. It's going to be 16. So in the end, we end up with 16 plus zero plus two plus one. And that is going to equal 19 which is the same value that we have figured out in our scientific calculator. So you, you didn't realize it, but you just did a binary to decimal conversion by doing that. So let's take our other number here, which was 11010. So I'm gonna write that down here. 11010. And that far right position, according to my cheat sheet, is a value of one. So directly beneath it, I'm gonna put a value of one. The next one to the left is a two. The next one to the left is a four. The next one to the left is an eight. And the next one to the left is a 16. And I'm drawing a line underneath it. And we're gonna do the same multiplication. We're gonna go zero times one is gonna be zero. I'm gonna put a small plus sign to the left of it. And then one times two is gonna be three. And I put a small plus sign to the left of it. Zero times four will be zero. Small plus sign to the left of it. One times eight is gonna be eight. Small plus sign to the left of it. And one times 16 is gonna be 16. So now let's add all of these together. So 16 plus eight is gonna be 24. And 24 plus two is gonna be 26. And that is what we determined it was in the scientific calculator. So now you know how to do binary to decimal conversions. We can also do the opposite though. So let's take another sheet of paper and let's write down one, two, three, four, five. Now we're going to convert one, two, three, four, five decimal to a binary number. 
And to do that, we actually do the exact same thing you did in The Price is Right. You want to find the number that is the closest to your number without going over. So if I look down my cheat sheet, I see bit number 13 was 81.92 and bit number 14, 16.384. So the closest bit without going over is going to be bit 13 at 81.92. For now, I'm just gonna make a note out here to the left that says 13. So I remember which bit it was. And then we're gonna subtract 81.92 from one, two, three, four, five. So directly beneath the two, we're gonna put the eight. Directly beneath the three, we're gonna put the one. Directly beneath the four, we're gonna put the nine. And directly beneath the five, we're gonna put the two. And I'm gonna put a minus sign to the left of the eight. And underneath all that, I am gonna put a line. So it looks like a, a longer old school subtraction problem. Five minus two is gonna be three. Four minus nine, we're gonna to have to go borrow. And I don't borrow like they do now. I just borrow a one from that three beside of it and make it a two, which means 14 minus nine is gonna be five. And then two minus one is gonna be one. And then 12 minus eight is gonna be four. So we're left with 41.53. I should probably check that because yeah, this is not a test. Let's make sure one, two, three, four, five minus 8.192 equals, yeah, 41.53. So now we're gonna go back to our cheat sheet over here and we're gonna find the largest number without going over 4153. And that is gonna be bit 12 at 4096. So I am gonna make a note of bit 12 over here, just in kind of in a little scratch area. And then beneath the 4153, I'm gonna put 409 six and it should line up really nicely underneath it we put a subtract sign to the left of the 4096 and we draw a line under it so now can't do three minus six so i'm going to go borrow one from that five make it a four and 13 minus six is going to be seven and i can't do four minus nine so i'm going to borrow a one from that one to the left of it, put a zero there, and now 14 minus nine is gonna be five. Zero minus zero will be zero, and four minus four will be zero. So my answer is 57. So now we're gonna go to our sheet again and find the highest number without going over, and it's gonna be bit five at a value of 32. I'm gonna make a five over in my little scratch area. And I'm gonna put directly beneath, beneath the 57, I'm gonna put 32. And to the left of the 32, I'll put a subtract and I'm gonna put a line underneath the 32. Seven minus two is five and five minus three is two or 25. And now we're gonna find the next biggest number without going over which is gonna be bit four at 16. And I'm gonna write that four in my little scratch area. And then I am going to 
put 16 underneath the 25 and five minus six can't do it so i gotta go bar from that two make it a one and 15 minus six is going to be nine and one minus one is going to be zero so we're left with nine so now we'll go and find the closest number to nine without going over and it is going to be bit three with a value of eight in my little scratch area i'm going to put a three and i'm going to put an eight directly underneath the nine put a minus to the left of the eight draw a line underneath it and eight minus nine is going to equal one now we're going to go back and we're going to find the value closest to one without going over and it is going to be bit zero so I'm going to write that zero down in my little scratch area. And then beneath my one, I'm going to put a one to the left of it. I'm going to put a minus. I'm going to draw a line underneath it. And one minus one is going to be zero. Okay, so we end up with a lot of scratch subtraction and crazy things. And we ended up with some numbers that we jotted down. 13, 12, 5, 4, 3, and zero. So now we're going to take those numbers... And wherever one of those numbers are, we're going to put a one. And we're going to start from the lowest one. So bit zero is written down. So on the right side where I'm going to put my result, I'm going to put a one in that place for bit zero. Okay, and then one and two were not on our jotted list. So they're going to be zeros. So to the left of the one, I'm going to put a zero and another zero. And then bit three we used. So we're going to put a one there. Bit four was used. So we're going to put a one there. Bit five was used. We're going to put a one there. Now six wasn't used, so we'll put a zero. Seven wasn't used, so we'll put a zero. Eight wasn't used, so we'll put a zero. Nine wasn't used, so we'll put a zero. Ten wasn't used, so we'll put a zero. Eleven wasn't used, so we'll put a zero. Twelve was used, so we'll put a one. And thirteen was used, so we'll put a one. And then bit 14 and 15 were not needed, which means they were zeros. So your answer would be 0, 0, 1, 1, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 1, 1, 1, 0, 0, 1. That's a lot of ones and zeros, but that's why we got this cool Windows programming calculator. And so let's go over to it, make sure your values cleared out highlight binary so you have a blue line to the left of it and let's type that in one one zero 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 that was six zeros and then one 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 that was three ones zero zero one and if we look at our decimal value we get one two three four five and i apologize for how long that was because i really didn't think that it was going to take that much complexity. I should have made it one, two, three, four. <laughs> but anyway, there you go. You just converted a decimal number to a binary number. Now, again, instructors do not have your students sit here and write out 50 different conversions. That's not the point of this. The point of this is just a quick exercise to say, Hey, here's what a binary number is. This is what they mean when they say one zero in binary equals two in decimal. 
And yeah, here's what all those ones and zeros that you see mean. But yeah, there's no need to really drag this out too far because yeah, well, that's why we have the Windows calculator now. But anyway, this was a podcast suggestion. So what do you think? Was I able to describe binary and binary to decimal conversions and conversions from decimal to binary without any props? Let me know what you think in the comments. And again, put your submission in for what we should name this podcast. We are giving away one of the PLC Tools Sim ALP2 Analog Simulators as a prize. Till next time. I just realized I didn't talk about bit 15. I said, let's wait to talk about it. But I never talked about it. So quick answer, bit 15's purpose is dependent on whether you have a signed or an unsigned integer. And that's enough that I think probably we should cover it in another episode. But real quick is if you're dealing with a signed integer, then that bit 15 is gonna be the sign. So if it's a zero, it's gonna be a positive number. If it's a one, it's gonna be a negative number. If you're dealing with an unsigned integer, then bit 15 is just another multiply by two. So we would take 32,768 and multiply it by two to give us 65,536. And note, if we have a signed integer, our maximum value then is only half. So we're gonna be at that 32,768 number. But there's a lot of other things we probably need to talk about about that sign and mainly manipulation of data enough that I think I'm not going to go into that in this podcast, but I did want to throw that really quickly out there. Hi, this is Tim. And this is Amber of TW Controls. Hey, thanks for finding our channel. And if our videos have helped you make some money and you're not using our products, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Till next time. See ya.